0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lepone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: Hello, I'm Jesse McInally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. And guess what, Andrew?
1: What's that? You know what time it is? You know, I can't say I do. I don't have a watch on or anything, so
0: it's time to figure out today's secret word. Let me just go, go up to the Conky three thousand machine, plug them on in, and all right, what's today's secret word, Conky? Today's secret word is cheese. You know what that means, Andrew? I think I do. Anytime anyone says the secret word, what do we do? Uh, we go ah. Uh... that's right scream real loud you ready let's try it hey andrew what's the title of
1: our podcast Uh, i think it's musicals with cheese (laughs) (laughs) okay we're not we're not gonna do that anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) and now for the rest of the day if anyone says the secret word you scream All right, remember that for later, kids. Oh, jeez. I just have to just not say the word cheese at all. (laughs) (sighs) You got to look up like the the Pee Wee Herman like secret word sound effect that goes under that. The womp 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 womp. (laughs) In case you haven't figured it out. This week, in honor of the life and tragic loss of Paul Rubens, we are talking about both stage adaptations of the Pee Wee Herman show. Cue the music. E-wee, E-wee, Herman Show was a stage show written by Paul Rubens, Phil Hartman, Edie McClurg, John Paragon, Bill Stein, um, Josh Myers, Jonathan Cork, Coke, and Paul Rust, uh, with music and lyrics by Paul Rubens and Jay Cotton. Um, the Pee Wee Herman Show originated in 1980 when Paul Rubens was 20, one of 22 finalists to be chosen as a regular on SNL, and he was beaten off at the last minute by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Um, oh. And Paul Rubens was pretty much convinced his career was over and he went home and came up with the idea of a stage show featuring a character he premiered in 1977, Wee Herman, which was based off of a, an underage comedian that went on stage and just bombed hard. <laughs> Just, just by describing (laughs) things that he had in his pocket, and he's like, "That that's a fun idea of like this kid going up on like these hard stages and just bringing toys out." Um, (laughs) That's actually
1: really funny. I mean, he actually does that in this too, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he that was his stick for a long time, and he made his first appearance on screen in the film Cheech and Chong's next movie, um, where he literally plays Pee Wee Herman as the stand-up, and he's like before he became, like, the child-friendly one. Uh, I'm the comedian. I'll tell the jokes, okay, if you don't mind. Um, but then he got $3,000 wired to him from his parents to hire 60 people to put on this show. Um, So he raised the money himself, hired the people himself, and put on this show um at the Groundlings Theater with Phil Hartman, John Paragon, and everyone else. Um <laughs> And this is where the story gets dicey. So how did that become the show that got an HBO special and became the sensation that it is just based on this weird weird little groundling show? So I don't know if this has been confirmed, but this is a very famous rumor in the comedy scene where he would make sure that it was standing room only by overcomping tickets, like just giving out free tickets. So no matter what, there was a line at the door and they would sell out. (laughs) Um... And basically gaslit um, HBO into thinking it was some great success, promoting them to the Roxy, where it did eventually become a natural success, and got the HBO recording, which is one of the two videos we're talking about today. However, that was the eighty show. It was a little roundtrier than we're used to with Pee Wee Herman, if we're no... Big adventure and all the other stuff the Wee's playhouse it was updated in 2009 for modern au- audiences with elements from the playhouse television show and other stuff it includes things like the internet ipad abstinence rings and sham wow and a lot of other characters um it after several previews that began on october 26 2010 the production opened on broadway at the steven sondheim theater on november 11 2010 playing a limited engagement through january 2nd 2, of 2011 where it was filmed and released on HBO that following March. um, Like, it's about Pee Wee Herman, the luckiest boy in the world that has a wish to fly, but maybe things get in his way on the way to getting there. Um, I love Pee Wee Herman. I don't think that's ever come up on this show, but I kind of... I know I, it came up on episodes you were not here with. So when I did things with Emily and Christy, um, that had... It has come up, but it is kind of before my time. I have no good reason as to why it was such a landmark in my childhood. But what is your relationship with Pee-wee Herman? I've seen Pee-wee's
1: Big Adventure. That's about it. Mm -hmm. I like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I think it's fun. It's Uh, a good melding of the minds between Tim Burton and Paul Rubens. My thoughts on the Pee-wee character is I don't know what the fuck he's supposed to be. Like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I love him though. Like, I think that it's great, but he reminds me of like, uh, it's like something that like Tim and Eric would do, but unironically though, like he's <laughs> Paul Rubens is just actually doing it, you know? And I kind of like, I dig it.
0: I, I really, I really respect the hustle that he had in the 80s when he was doing this character. Um, you did ask me, like, how the fuck did Pee Wee's Big Adventure get made? Like, how does this happen?
1: Well, I, I honestly, I'm more curious. Well, what came first? Like, I don't even know the timeline here. Did the TV okay. show and then the movie or? No, the... it
0: was this stage show was the first thing. Like, this was what really got him. In OK, there. Um, and then he was on David Letterman a lot. Like David Letterman loved bringing him on and just letting him do wild shit and growing a following until eventually he gets a movie offer. Like basically, like, you're a flash in the pan kind of weird thing. Cheech and Chong movies are doing well, but maybe you're kind of of that ilk. We'll give you a budget. You are greenlit if you can pick a director, basically. Was how that came about. Just based on late night show appearances and one comedy
1: special. And then the TV show for children came after that. After the movie. So this started out as a raunchy adult stage show. Yes. Then was on late night TV, turned into a movie, and then became a children's TV show.
0: Mm -hmm. In fact, he made the deal for the children's TV show at the premiere for the movie.
1: It's just... Yeah, it's really, like, and I think that that really speaks to, like, my thoughts in the character, like, it never felt like a children's TV show to me, like, all the clips that I've seen and everything, it feels like something you would watch while on, like, LSD or something, like, I don't even know, <laughs> so, at least
0: while you're high. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Paul Rubens died, I, I have, like, the show on the Shout Factory Blu-rays, I've been turning on an episode tonight, just kind of, you know, refamiliarizing myself with it just a little bit, and that's what really triggered me to wanting to do this, and I swear to God, I would laugh a lot at just sincere information delivered in that Whoa. very specific way. Like, like the basic <laughs> facts of the, the way the planets are arranged, and then just a the sassy comment from Pee Wee at the end, just disregarding the educational <laughs> bullshit we just saw. P- Pee Wee just
1: doesn't give a shit. <laughs>
0: Wow, what a waste of time!
1: (laughs) Pee-wee doesn't live in the real world, and he doesn't need the information that is good for people that live in the real world, because he doesn't live there.
0: No, but he's not a child, he's not an adult. I mean, and the thing is, there are three feature films starring Pee-wee Herman, none of them are (laughs) connected to each other, they are in their own universe, and different (laughs) tones altogether. It, It really is just
1: he's an anomaly and i kind of love that cuz i don't think that that could happen anymore no now now everything would be like top down like this character is this there's a whole like branding department and the style guide and the whatever the fuck else and like back then it was just one guy playing this character And this character was many things and it didn't matter.
0: (laughs) And watching PB's playhouse, it's amazing to me. Like he basically wrote every episode. It's like him and one other person. It's always a different person, but it's always him. And I'm like, it it, to have such a distinct voice and such a keen feeling. And Paul Rubens had his troubles. And I'm sure no matter what, we are going to have to talk about those things. Um, but he did something very weird with his career. Um basically he never did a single interview out of character for at least ten years of his entire career. Where but he no- was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> nobody knew there was another guy. Um yeah. he would famously say, I went out of my way to never be photographed out of character until the one day I was very much photographed out of character. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean we have to talk
1: about that. Because everyone um, knows about that and yeah. they're going to want us to talk about it.
0: I mean, how do we know? <laughs> I mean, the two things. Like, there was one in the 90s and one in 2002, and both should be addressed at some point. I don't really want to go to the top of the show, but I do want to talk no. about what is the appeal of Pee Wee Herman because Paul Rubens refuses to dissect it because he's like, if I do that, I, I feel like I'll ruin it. <laughs> I think the appeal
1: for me is just how surreal it is. Um, and how it it almost feels like it's trapped between being a like satire or parody of children's TV, while also being children's TV, and then also not being children's TV. It's 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 so many different things.
0: <laughs> and um, I think and the He kind the of feels like the
1: evil. He feels like the evil Mister Rogers.
0: I you said evil. Mr Rogers I say he's the neutral good Andy Kaufman. Yeah, but and-
1: <laughs> I I feel like he takes elements of the Mr Rogers like formula like he's in his house and he gets visitors and they learn something but like Pee-wee refuses to take it seriously, you know? He refuses to mm. like really learn a lesson or really have actual educational value.
0: <laughs> Like I don't know. <laughs> um, David Letterman, who basically is the reason, um, Pee Wee Herman had the career he was. He really did. Um, uh, talk about it. I I'm trying to. I want to get this quote correctly because it is such a good description of him. And oh God. Mm. But basically, he said, "I love Pee Wee Herman because at a certain point, you look at him and you think he's just a serene little kid, but behind his eyes, you can see the evil of the succubus." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he he kind of is like a cruel character though, isn't he?
0: Oh, he's a horrendously like, he's a greedy, <laughs> self-centered person. Like even
1: even in just this original show, which I guess we'll we'll talk about it more in depth, but like there's no lesson. The lesson to be learned here is that he should have been more greedy.
0: <laughs> That's literally how it ends. It's like <laughs> I mean, all right, let's start with the 1980s one, the Pee-Wee Herman show. Um, This was, so when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Pee-Wee Herman. I had, like, a bunch of, like, scattered VHS tapes of the Pee-Wee's Playhouse show. Um, Rented Pee-Wee's Big Adventure every weekend. Um, But this was the one thing. I would keep getting it from, like, Blockbuster. I'm old kids. Um, And bringing it up, and my parents were like, no, you're, you're not getting this one. So this was kind of, like, a holy grail for me until I, like, got my own computer. And... Then I then watched you were allowed it. To
1: watch. You were allowed to watch porn all of a sudden, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, suddenly you get your own computer, you're allowed to watch Pee Wee's the Pee Wee Herman show and pornography.
1: Which, you know, one and the same in a way.
0: Yes. <laughs> and honestly, at this point I had kind of grown up and I figured out who George Carlin was and all this other stuff. And I was like, what was so edgy about this? I mean, it is slightly, slightly edgier than everything else, but not by much.
1: Oh, I think it's it's more just overt more overtly sexual. It's not like edgy.
0: Yeah, but it's still um, like little boy overtly sexual. Like I feel the, like yeah. he's still not actively aware of what sex is. He just knows that, "Oh, I should be interested in this because it's naughty."
1: Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's it's sexual in a in in more of a weird way, but it's not like, I don't know. It's nothing that I would think is a uh, too Mm-hmm. Um, risque in my opinion, I guess. It's it's not that bad.
0: <laughs> now, describe the plot of this original one cuz this one's only an hour long. It's like a little less than an hour. Um, it's very tight, very quick and yep. a bunch of skit-based.
1: This one this one's fun cuz it it actually opens with his uh his original bit, I guess, which is the showing people stuff that he found. Yeah, um, showing a
0: bunch of toys that he just has. <laughs> There's not a punchline, there's no joke, he's just showing there's, you.
1: There's no joke. It, in. It's kind of hilarious because there is no joke.
0: But, like, the, when you think of Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, that's exactly the first thing that happens in that movie. He gets out of bed, just plays with the random toys all around his room.
1: <laughs> that's the character, I guess. Yeah. Well, it was the character. I don't know if it stayed the character, is the thing. I don't thing.
0: think it's changed insanely that much, but... I love that opening where he's just like, hey, look at this, look at this, all right, but Yeah. And and at first
1: you're like, oh, that's, that's silly. Um, And you don't realize that it's actually, if you're, if you're like me and you don't know anything about this and you don't know that this is the original Pee Wee Herman show and you think this is a adaptation of a children's show or something, (laughs) you're like, you're not ready for the uh, Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon
0: it's shit not, to happen. Okay, let's not say it. it's not that bad. He doesn't no, give birth to a turd baby out of his asshole.
1: It's not that bad, but it—that's what I thought was going on. Though I was like, "Oh no, is that this?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the edgiest thing. But it really—it
1: really doesn't get that edgy. It's—it's yeah. it's really just—it's not.
0: He like puts mirrors on his shoes and tries to look up people's dresses, and that's gross. Yeah. Yeah.
1: it's—it's—it's um—it's edgy, but not in like a funny way. It's just yeah. edgy in like a, haha. Sexual Gross. harassment.
0: <laughs> and then he hypnotizes an obviously staged actor to come on stage and strip. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I don't I, love those two bits, but like neither of them were even particularly funny. Like not even no, in the Pee Wee Herman, I don't know why I'm laughing kind of way. It was just kind of unpleasant.
1: Yeah, but i I mean, I've seen worse. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. Uh it's really It's aged
0: surprisingly yeah. well for an eighties comedy show.
1: Yes, but basically, um it's it's Peewee, uh, has a bunch of people come over his house, which you know that's the normal Peewee thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most beautiful girl in Puppet Land, which is is Peewee's normal. Doesn't he live in the real world? Supposedly.
0: Okay, so does he live in Puppet Land? Is no. that a thing? It's weird. It's <laughs> weird. Um, it's not the most beautiful girl in Puppet Land in the original. Uh, in the original it's oh, the most beautiful girl in the world. Um, in the. Second one it is Puppet Land, and Puppet Land is a section of his playhouse where there's just a bunch of puppets.
1: Oh, Okay, so it's like Mister Rogers, then.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, where like Dirty Dog, Cool Cat, Chicky Baby all hang out. Like that's Puppet Land. Okay, I, I'm so pulling is the, the- Pee Wee's Playhouse lore on you, Bo.
1: So this one is the most beautiful girl in the world, mm-hmm. and you got the you get another great character, uh, Captain Eyebrows, um, Captain
0: Carl. <laughs> The respect
1: on his name. Is Captain Carl a character that is replaced by Cowboy Curtis, or does he remain in the show?
0: It's complicated.
1: Okay, so Captain Carl. So Captain Carl
0: does appear in Pee Wee's Playhouse in the first two seasons. Then Phil Hartman, who also was like the big collaborator, Paul Rubens. They wrote Pee Wee's Big Adventure together. Um, Pee Wee Herman, the character, was invited to host snl in character and paul rubens brought his own writers including phil hartman snl really liked phil hartman and brought him on paul rubens felt betrayed by phil hartman and phil hartman then skyrocketed in success by being on snl until he was eventually shot to death by his wife in the middle of the night because she uh went on a bender um and then she shot herself that night um while the children were in the house um, Phil Hartman did not have the kindest end. So I think rather than just replace him because A, sadly Paul Rubens never got on good terms with him before he died and B, it would have just been really sad to replace him. They replaced him with Cowboy Curtis in the new one who was played by Lawrence Fishburne in the TV show.
1: Wow, I did not expect the ending to that story. It's um, a
0: really fucking bummer. Uh, read up on the Phil Hartman biography but really it's it's a fucking bummer.
1: Jesus Christ. I wonder if Paul Rubens, like, felt bad about everything. Oh, he,
0: he did. Um, But Phil Hartman's also a very unreadable person, where kind of he was always in character doing something with you, so he wasn't an actual human being often. So you, you very arm's length kind of guy. So no one really got close to him. All right, well... Captain Carl's you know, really fun, and he's really good like in that Captain role. I
1: Captain Carl, and he has big eyebrows. It's very funny.
0: <laughs> he is, and I love how actively mean he is to peewee i think that's what's really
1: fun about peewee the peewee show is it's it's very hostile um <laughs> and like like the mailman comes in and he's just a dick like he's just a dick
0: <laughs> opening people's mail just just, just being the worst
1: you really you kind of expect people to be like nicer uh in a show like this but they're they're everyone is just kind of mean um, except for so, miss
0: ivan and yeah that's it
1: uh, i'd say uh what is what is his name jam Jambi Jambi
0: uh, he's he's not that cruel i wouldn't no. say i mean he does kind of like gaslight peewee a little bit
1: sure but i feel like that's you know you expect you would expect someone in his position to be mm. more cruel than he is uh, so Jambi
0: was another he also helped write it he's john paragon who died shortly before paul rubens died And when he died, um, he is in a a little urn mausoleum. And Pee Wee Herman and the actress that played Elvira designed his urn to look like Jombie's Box. (laughs) And it's really cool. (laughs) But yeah, if if I die, you better make it look like a fucking cheese uh, wheel or something. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) All the people, like... From this original live show to the two thousand nine show, everyone came back who could come back. Except for Lawrence Fishburne, but that's kind of a different thing. Yeah, everyone. Even mailman Mike, same actor in both productions. Where were we? The most beautiful woman in in the world. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, she comes to Pee-wee's house for some reason. Um, and she reveals that she is deeply in love with Captain uh, Carl. Captain Carl. And at some point. Like the the you have to remember while all this is happening, there's just random nonsense happening every five seconds. Um, at some point, uh, Jambi is like, "Hey, I have a wish that you could do," and Pee Wee's like, "Oh, I want to fly," but then he remembers that the the most beautiful woman in the world has a wish that Captain Carl would love her, um, and so he uses his wish on her, um, and then he's very upset because he doesn't actually get anything in return. Nobody thanks him or anything because why would they, um. And then he like cries a bunch and then everyone is like, you know, wait, give Pee-wee his wish. And Captain Carl reveals that the wish didn't do anything anyways, because he already loved the most beautiful woman in the world.
0: I'm okay, one of my favorite dumb throwaway lines is when Captain Carl is, first knows that Miss Yvonne's coming by not diegetic music, but, oh, that's Missy Vaughn's music. I gotta go. <laughs> like a dumb throwaway line like that's her theme music it follows her around all the time well
1: that's the world they live in isn't
0: it i love it like that little shit like that makes me laugh so
1: fucking hard um but at the end Wee gets his wish and he flies in a um, very
0: not great special effect
1: it's i i feel like it's funny though like the fact yeah. that it's so terrible is hilarious
0: i like this special a lot i think it's fun my favorite parts are honestly, like, the weird cutaways to, like, like the Mr. Bungle um, short video about politeness is a thing that stays yep. in both, both specials, and it's just so much funnier in the adult one, because you don't expect it, and the laughter is just so baffled and sincere. Look, well, that's the weirdest thing about this, is...
1: Other than the explicitly sexual jokes everything else is still like very Mm kid-friendly like it's It's so weird like (laughs) Which is which is why I actually thought that this came like after the children's TV show because I was like oh well Surely this is like them trying to make an adult version of that Mm -hmm. but no like this is just—it's just an adult show that happens to have a ton of stuff that's like child-friendly for some reason.
0: Like not—I <laughs> I wouldn't even call it child-friendly; just not actively vulgar.
1: Not vulgar in any real way at all.
0: You know, there's one part that I hate in the original show that I've always skipped over so much that I always forget it's there. But I've made a note to remember it. Do you remember the musical salute scene? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. Dance the music. Dance mr and mrs jelly donut show up and do a musical salute to oh like this beach singer i i think i have blocked Sly this stone. out i Sly stone
1: i literally don't remember this like
0: i i swear to god like it's one of those things that i remember like i forgot this existed but like this moment oh i do remember
1: this actually
0: like if i didn't remind you this existed like there's nothing yeah. funny there's nothing engaging they just stop and sing a song poorly the only
1: thing sort of "Quote unquote funny" going on is that Paul Rubens is still playing Pee Wee Herman.
0: Yeah, that is it.
1: That's it though. Which,
0: <laughs> not gonna lie, does do a lot of work <laughs> to make something funny. But that is one of the things that I'm glad to not transfer over to the Broadway revival.
1: Yeah, no, that doesn't show up even a little bit. Which is, it's funny because it's so the Broadway revival is so much longer, and they still just don't bring that back
0: hmm And there's like like subtler adult things like when Captain Carl's smoking his pipe and you think like you guess it's weed and Pee-Wee smokes it and doesn't like it. Or like when he draws a mermaid and she's got tits missing and it's like, Alright, draw what's missing. Yep. Um
1: and he draws an eye patch or something.
0: He draws earrings and a necklace earrings. and a watch. Yep. Um, but yeah, what is your overall thoughts on the original Pee Wee Herman show and your Jeez! Ah! Rating. I think
1: that it's fine. (laughs) I I I haven't watched the TV show, but if I were to guess, I is this maybe like some of the worst Pee Wee media to be out there. This is probably
0: the second worst Pee Wee media
1: out. Yeah, like this is like I guess if you're a huge Pee Wee fan, this is where it started. So I I would watch it. But I think that he refined the character over time and. This is very clearly when he didn't fully know what the heck to do with this character.
0: <laughs> I will say the character is pretty refined. It's just he didn't know where to, what world to throw him in. Do you throw him into a real world where he's the weird one, or do you put him into an equally real weird world to match him?
1: Yeah, and do you add a bunch of weird sexual jokes and have him pretend to be like a naive little boy, which I would say no for that last one.
0: I mean... That's kind of what works about Big Adventure is that he is naive and that's naive and darkness really works for Pee-wee in my opinion instead of naive and sexual overtone. Um yeah. So Paul Rubens has famously had this unmade Pee-wee Herman script that he's been dying to make, Pee-wee Herman the Pee-wee Herman story, which is going to be like a Valley of the Dolls thing where he was a singer. Basically like that falls into drugs and does all those things. And it's like a serious, like, you know, story about like how fame corrupts, but it's Pee Wee Herman going through it. So just the irony of the darkness of it, like it was something that he was playing with there. I read the script. I don't think it would have worked, but I am fascinated by the idea of Pee Wee Herman being thrown into a weird, dark situations. That's why big adventure works when you throw him in the car with an escaped criminal that probably murdered someone. <laughs> or he gets mugged on the street and he just hisses at them and they all run away. I, I
1: really think Pee Wee is just such a such a fucking weird character that even stuff where you maybe read it and you're like, this wouldn't work. It might have worked anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like it might have.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Um, But your rating. <laughs> ah,
1: yes. My rating um, for this one. It's gotta be something like unrefined. You know what? I'm just fuck it. I'm gonna give it cheddar, and then I'm gonna give the next one aged cheddar. <laughs> fuck it. I'm fucking lazy today. You know, I'm not feeling it.
0: I <laughs> you're just letting me talk my your fucking ear off about Pee Wee Herman.
1: I'm I'm loving it honestly. You got all the Pee Wee info.
0: I I love this motherfucker so much. But how about we go into a? Oh yeah, <clears throat> um, I I I am giving this um. You know, some I'm gonna give this a a Swiss wheel Okay, cause it's got holes in it No, I just like Swiss cheese (laughs) (laughs) Shit! I'm gonna lose my voice by the end of this, man
1: You're the one doing the gag I can't scream here I got neighbors
0: (laughs) (laughs) You better add it in the sound effect or I'm gonna be sad I will add it in the sound effect Alright, let's go into a mid-show Then talk about the revival
1: Yeah, that sounds like a good idea
0: Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a shh 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 shell at you. Andrew, why don't you do a walk down to Puppetland with me and we can talk about so what's going over there on Patreon? That's our own kind of puppet land.
1: Yeah, Patreon is where you go if you wanna get some extra content from us and support us uh financially. Um we have been putting uh, new commentaries up a little and more frequently. I think
0: we might be doing another one this Saturday. So there might be a new one up there.
1: Maybe Pee Wee related. Maybe I'm not. hoping. I'm hoping. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what's going on over there. Um, you want me to run through the patrons? I can do no, that. No, real no, no. I got
0: it. Today's our patrons. Today are Melissa Goldman, Danielle Rennox, Justice Stampede, Ewan Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacy Coop, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Kent, Jonathan Al's, Russ Walker, musical, Go Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Janae C, Scoot the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Liz Lim, Nothing is certain except Beth and Taxes, Thesbian, Robert Benjamin, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Chris Marco, QG, Marie Anastasio. Uh, <laughs> what are, are you seeing what i'm seeing um <laughs> rj narija julia mcclennan <laughs> bjorn hermans toriana Fraser, sammy the adequate amount jacobson diana morton <laughs> kaylee blazer cinema getting reviews villainous maris Sophia lee the omega geek ph pearson maddie wargle Elisa Erdman, Anna Loves Catova, Sarah Den Bleckier, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Marasso, Mara Forloin, Captain Rod Tastic, Lisa L, Possessed Washing Machine, Rick Nick Roden, Julia Hardy, Jay Kusia, Caitlin Bridgman, Sydney Hicks, Anna ba- Bell, Billy Clifton, Andrew Wright, and The Red Caboose. They all give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals of Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get all those fun perks... And more, come join us over at Patreon. All right, let's get back to the show. So, before we go into the revival, I do kind of want to talk about the years in between. I mean, it's good and bad. So, yeah. So, after that show, he obviously gets the movie deal. Tim Burton directs it. He was handpicked by Paul Rubens at the last minute by reference from Shelley Duvall. That film was a shocking success no one expected it quite to be as good as it was financially um that being said he then gets the deal for the tv show goes for five seasons that show and sincerely i love it a lot like that was that is my peewee and like like it's wild and i won't say they try to frame it as educational i don't think i learned a single thing from it one of the best christmas specials ever though like, sincerely, one of the top-tier Christmas specials. Uh, they just
1: frame it educational because every show had to be sort of, like, edutainment if it was for kids back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, for Saturday morning at the time, then Nickelodeon came along, and they're like, let's just have fairies, wishes, and babies. True, and we're better for it. And Bob's of sponge. Um, While doing this TV show, he did one movie called Big Top Peewee, which is a strangely sexual, like, not kid unfriendly like it's still very much like appropriate for kids but he has like an entire two and a half minute makeout scene with a woman because he just thought it would be funny to have the longest makeout scene in film history has anyone topped it i don't know i haven't checked i don't even know if he topped it because i think like after a certain amount of time even as a kid i was like this is excessive this is really excessive and i yeah so it's It's a weird movie. Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it as much as Big Adventure, though. And then the show ended. He decided to end it after five seasons. Unrelated, in 1991 in Florida, he was caught in an adult theater um, where there was a random police spring where he and several other gentlemen were arrested for indecent exposure despite there being no proof or evidence saying that he did anything of the sort. Obviously, the famous... um, the famous mugshot was taken where he looks very much not like Pee-wee. He became the butt of a lot of jokes, and I want like talk about cancel culture, but it kind of since it bothered him because all the newspapers said that Pee-wee Herman was arrested. He's like, no, he wasn't. I was, and I'm a different thing don't hurt that perfect thing that I created by aligning it with me, the flawed human.
1: Yeah. Pee Wee -wee Herman didn't do anything wrong other than all the stuff he does wrong in the show. But yeah,
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the worst part is he's like, it emboldened a lot of people to come up to me and say, you know, I masturbate a lot too. Like that's supposed to make (laughs) me feel better. (laughs) Like he's like, I became the guy that masturbates, which I didn't want to have be my, my label.
1: It really is such it is such horseshit though, isn't it? like mm-hmm. who doesn't like really, really? come on, don't bullshit me, Jess
0: <laughs> I don't think Jim Henson did. he had too many puppets on his hands
1: well it's it is sex at that point, I would say you're having- se- you're
0: you're making love <laughs> um that being said, there was another much more serious, much more damning accusation thrown at Paul Rubens in two thousand two. Um so do you know about Jeffrey Jones at all um when I throw that name out I don't So he a uh, trigger warning for everything right now this is going to get rough for a second but we're going to get over it then we're going to talk about some fun things Um okay. Jeffrey Jones was an actor in the 80s he was the dad in Beetlejuice the principal in Ferris Bueller um and then also a child pornographer that took like really both created bought sold had like a plethora of it went to prison for it but in doing that, ratted out Paul Rubin saying that he had some and there was a raid, obviously, Um, and in, like, a hidden box, like, not, like, hidden as in, like, hidden away, but just a box with, like, 500 pieces of other things, they found a piece of dated erotica that they believed to be that however it was like such a blurry area that no one could really define it and it was the not like there was like an empire or anything but it was his and on his property so it is like it's an iffy position and he was definitely going to court for it um by all accounts no one has ever said anything or accused him of anything interpersonally um but that was an iffier kind of situation. There's a lot of uh, mitigating
1: circumstances here, if, yeah. assuming you're telling the story accurately.
0: Yes, and that is the story that has been publicly released. Um, I am not referring to court documents. I'm just referring to interviews and things that, that were described. Um, it's a bad look when you, it is like you are going to court for child pornography, though. Oh, God. I didn't want to sidestep that and be like, oh, no, this is all good, and like let's just talk about the fun things. Because you do kind of have to talk about the shittier, darker aspects if you are honoring the full picture
1: it sounds like to me it, not knowing a huge amount about the situation so obviously i could be completely right. wrong but it sounds like jeffrey jones did some actually horrific shit yes and was trying to like rat other people out to get a lesser sentence or something like that
0: yeah it sounds that's exactly what it sounds like <laughs> um and paul rubens weird guy all, all things considered you can't come up with pb herman without being a weird person so he seemed like a very easy target, especially when he already had a quote-unquote sex scandal previously in his career. Yeah. Easy target kind of material. Um, that being said, he kind of kept it low profile, only acting in a lot of smaller roles. Like, he was in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in Nightmare Before Christmas. He was in Batman Returns, Mystery Men. Mystery Men's a good-ass movie. People people need to revisit that one. Oh, yeah. Um, And Pee-wee Herman did not make a return proper until he was like ramping up for this show, this Broadway show, which he was hoping to re create a brand new pee-wee movie based on the interest from this. And it was a very successful run, really well received, all of the above. Um and it is very much going back to the original um show that we just talked about. It, Returning it, to the Well. It it basically is
1: that show, but extended and removed a lot of the like overt sexual like yeah. weirdness that was in there
0: i like this show um i don't love it i think that mix it's a little too much of mixing two things that i'm not sure go together and i also think that while commendable i think he's just a little too old and a little too tired and the voice is gone my biggest problem with both live shows of Wee herman is he doesn't have the voice right because one he's too young, one he's too old. In between Big Adventure and the end of the Playhouse show, he had the voice down perfect, and he never had it like that again. It's
1: it's a very specific voice that you have to be able to do because he does those like weird laughs and like
0: to do a uh, Pee Wee Herman impression. You have to do three impressions basically.
1: Yeah, because he has what? Well, what would you say? He has the laugh, like the, but which
0: one? The big <laughs> or the
1: <laughs> laugh? It's it's both. Like you have to do both, right? Um, and then he has, like, the weird, like, nasally little voice, like, the little, like, uh,
0: he
1: he just, yeah, it's like, there's so many different things, and you have to know when to use each one of them, so it's, it's like, it's so specific.
0: (laughs) And then you hear Paul Rubens just talk like a normal human being, and it's like, you know, I'm just this cool, quiet guy, you know, and this is, this is my voice. (laughs) Um, he... I really like Phil Lamars Cowboy Curtis. Um, he's no Lawrence Fishburne, but who is? Why couldn't they get him back? Was he I too mean, famous? Yeah, <laughs> too famous, doesn't really look the role anymore. He's where everyone else kind of still feels in the right. Um, Lawrence Fishburne recently, like fairly recently, said this about being on Pee-wee's Playhouse, that at the time and to this day, there has not been a more diverse crew, both on in front of the camera and behind it. Like he had never seen a female first AC before, on that he'd never seen a black camera person before being that on that, like he it was a very diverse and big crew on the playhouse show,
1: you know, Pee-wee is like Mr. Rogers in that way as well, I think, although I don't know if Mr. Rogers' crew was actually diverse. He just had nice episodes where he talked about that,
0: yeah, <laughs> um and Pee-wee never talked about it. He just l- made them a part of the family,
1: yeah. he just did it, yeah, which you know, fucking good on you, yeah,
0: you'll um, love to see it. I do love to see it, and I wish we'd see it more often. Um, how did you feel about the internet integration plotline? I thought it was actually really funny.
1: Um, <laughs> like, genuinely. Like, it's it's the it's the boomer fear-like thing where, like, oh, you're going to get addicted to the internet, but it's done in such a peewee way where it's like, he actually does, and he has, like, a breakdown, and then he just throws his stuff away, and then it's over.
0: I like the fact that it's like a <laughs> dot matrix machine. And it's it's so... <laughs>
1: It's so over the top and silly. You can't even tell if he's making fun of the idea that someone would like destroy their entire life by using a computer a single time or if he's being genuine like it's a real warning or something. Like I can't even tell what he was trying to do with it, but it's like, it's funny.
0: (laughs) I think that's kind of the thing about Pee Wee. You don't know the point of it. You, You don't even know if it's trying to make a point. I feel like it just wasn't. I think that it was just like,
1: what is the like, cultural feeling behind computers? And it's like, oh, well, one side thinks they're cool, so Pee-wee thinks that they're cool, and the other side thinks that you'll like, get addicted to them and it will ruin your life. Mm-hmm. So Pee-wee will get addicted to it and it will ruin his life. Uh, so we just do both, and then we just throw it all away and then never talk about it again.
0: <laughs> um, I, I do have one thing that I, I don't like about this special a lot, um, and it's very stupid.
1: Um is it is it that one weird uh, pop culture reference that ages terribly? No, what which one? Oh god. don't they like reference like a meme that was like from 2009 that like is totally dead now. The earworm meme? No, not that. Well, yes, kind of that, <laughs> but um it was later in the show. It was like or were they referencing a band? I can't remember. It was something they were referencing something directly that I'm like if you weren't alive in 2009, you would not know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs>
0: well the thing i'm talking about is during the mr bungle skit i've watched that over the last four weeks because that was his go-to thing like when he'd go on david letterman he would bring a green screen and he would just stand in the skit reacting to it he's not even saying any words he's just like oh lots of cake like so i've watched that skit a lot and in this one they add like really like gross comedic sound effects to it Like when you cut to the old grandmother lady or lunch lady, it's like snotting noises. And the cake is like, like, it's so much funnier when it's dead silent. Like the sound (laughs) hurt the joke of just how bad that short is and how many times you see it. The more
1: you see it, the more funny it becomes. For some reason, stopped believing in his own gag.
0: That gag works so well for me. That that skit on its own makes me laugh. I, it makes me laugh when Pee Wee does, it makes me laugh when Mystery Science Theater does that sketch, or that fucking short. I love it so much. It's so stupid. <laughs> because who the fuck is Mr. Bungle? They never give you the context of who Mr. Bungle is. Why is he rude? Why do we not want to be him? It is so fucking rare. You don't want to be
1: Mr. Bungle because he's Mr. Bungle. It, it's like um, it reminds me of the what what is it like, Goofus and Gallant or something like that? Oh yeah. Have you have you seen those? Yes. Yeah, it's it's that right. Like you don't want to be Mister Bungle because he's because he's Mister Bungle.
0: <laughs> he doesn't set up straight. He runs in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my favorite joke is like you watch that sketch. He never addresses it, and then later Missy Yvonne's like, "Oh, Pee Wee didn't get his wish. Just call me Miss Bungle." <laughs> as if it's such a common phrase it really is
1: kind of a common phrase that you've never heard anyone say that they bungled it up
0: yeah but they don't call themselves mr bungle because they're being slightly rude i bungled it
1: i'm miss i missed i'm mr bungle now
0: (laughs) then he cries and then the the whole class applauded (laughs) so what made them bring this back
1: why Why? the original? Why go back to the OG?
0: I don't know. I know Paul
1: Rubens... There was so much more material to work with, you know?
0: I know Paul Rubens owns the character likeness of Pee-wee Herman. He does not own the film, so he doesn't own Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee. Um, so he could only steal from the Playhouse and his own sketches. So he did that. He stole from his original live show and from the Playhouse and mixed that together. So I think it's just because he stole what he owned. Oh, I mean... He definitely
1: did. It's it's all there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the what I think is really crazy about it, too, is that the baseline of it is the original show. But so little of it even is that original show, though. Like, unless you're looking for it, you don't notice it for a little bit. Because, like, the first, probably the first, like, 20 minutes, they don't even do anything similar to what they did in the original show. I, they were just doing shit from Playhouse.
0: They mean they do, <laughs> but they don't, you know? Because he yeah. sings a song... And he makes them do the propaganda speech of the Pledge of Allegiance, which I think is funny. Yes, of course. Um, But then he sings like the songs they have, the opening, like we should talk about some of the songs, but um, the opening song, like the Pee Wee's Playhouse, like, but only for the Pee Wee Herman show theme song. Um, which I love, like, Where do you go when you wanna go? any place you wanna go? Pee-wee's is a place you wanna go. And I love the John Paragon, like, kind of jazzy version that plays in the credits of both, both sketch video, or, yeah, both uh, HBO specials. I love that version, too. Um, and then he goes into the Good Morning song, which is, like, five seconds long, but he does it both times. No, there's, there's similarities,
1: but a lot of it I felt like, um, I, I wasn't sure if it was a running thing that he does every, like, like, it's like on the TV show, he always does this, or if it was, like, them doing the original show, and it's it was hard to tell for a while, until they started literally repeating plot points, and then it was like, oh, this is just the OG show.
0: I think the last third is word for word. Like, literally the last third is just the replication yes. of the final. The episode.
1: last third is where they're finally like, oh, shit like yes we have to do the thing it takes them a very long time to even get to the wish like that's not until like the very end
0: no yeah um it it it, it, it comes up a bit but then they kind of forget about it
1: but it's honestly kind of fine though because it, it really feels like it's just supposed to be completely scatterbrained and nonsensical mm-hmm. so
0: and that's fine and fun um my favorite little digression in this is when it becomes snack time and he makes onion rings and almost burns the house down. Yep, yeah, that's a good
1: one. I really just, I love every time the mailman shows up because the mailman is such a dick. I love <laughs> and, when he steals the cookies. In both versions, when he steals the cookies, that's incredible.
0: But the second one, it's horse <laughs> medicine cookies.
1: Yes, because, uh, I don't know why. Comeuppance.
0: I mean, we get I- comeuppance if you're doing bad things like stealing mail
1: sure but it has like a different like vibe to it now i'm just like did someone order a covid uh covid cookies <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this was made in 2009 so it's i do not want to say the man's delivery both versions where he's like here's your mail peewee but it's been opened it's for our safety peewee <laughs> <laughs>
1: When he walks in and he punches in in Pee-wee's house and then <laughs> takes a break, and I don't understand what's even supposed to be happening there. Is is does he is the mail is the post office Pee-wee's house? Does he is he only the mailman for Pee-wee? In well, only Puppet Pee-wee? Land is in Pee-wee's house, what? in the new one. So he, yeah, but he punches it in the original too. I don't
0: understand it in the original, but I know
1: Puppet <laughs> Land is in Pee-wee's house. So he's the mailman for Puppet
0: Land. So he has to go into Pee-Wee's house to get there. <laughs> See, in the Playhouse show, there was a male lady named Reba, and I loved Reba because she was the only one that didn't really like Pee-Wee shit. <laughs> and would just side-eye like, the fuck's going on here? What the hell's going on? But her
1: her like little region that she has to deliver mail to is inside of Pee-Wee's house. Yes. So she
0: has to always go in. <laughs> And she's just actively annoyed by all the shit going on, the buffoonery happening around her. Oh,
1: and you know, Pee Wee loves that because Pee Wee is is an evil character, like in a in a literal sense.
0: I do want to describe to you one episode that de- just shows the insanity that the Playhouse TV show could go through. Um, and then we'll wrap this on up. Um, so there was an episode where an alien creature with a giant head named Zizzy Baluba. Decides, I want to have fun like Pee Wee. I'm gonna steal his playhouse, and at that moment, Reba just comes in to be like, "Hey, I'm dropping off some mail," and the playhouse takes off into space. (laughs) What? (laughs) And she's dragged to like this other planet to meet this to be in a force field container by this alien evil creature that decides he wants to kidnap them all, and just her. Being frustrated at the situation. A very Squidward-like character being thrown into this. It is top-tier great TV. What
1: in the fuck? How did Pee-Wee's Playhouse even exist? Like, how did this happen?
0: How did it like, run for five seasons? Not get canceled, but the creators decided to end because, you know, we said what we had to say. What did you have to say? I always said it. The secret word. <laughs> <laughs> it won so many Emmys. It won so so many child like awards for like educational television i don't it's not even
1: educational (laughs) i don't understand. i guess maybe in like a bare minimum sense they probably do a couple things every episode where they're like this is how letters work or something i don't know Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) oh there is one thing that was new to the stage show that did go into the movie that followed this okay the balloon gag (laughs) the balloon gag where Pee-wee decides he wants to blow up a balloon and just let the air out very slowly. Yes,
1: and he does, he plays music with it.
0: (laughs) Yes, and in Pee-wee's big holiday, I think it is, um... He goes to an Amish community, and they ask him what you do for fun, and he just does that gag, and they all applaud <laughs> at the end. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> and You know what? It's great. The second Pee-Wee Herman show was, I think, better than the first, um, though probably still not the best of the best Pee-Wee Herman material. I mean, personally, I still think the best I've seen is, is Big Adventure. Um, though I have not seen anything from the TV show So maybe all the TV show is just better But
0: The TV show is amazing, it's a different vibe Than Big Adventure
1: I, I kind of figure, from what you're making it sound like Big Adventure Is like a totally different thing in a way mm-hmm. Just with the Pee Wee Herman character though But uh, still still, it, it was pretty funny I really like the surrealism um, And I I think That I'm going to give it aged cheddar Like I said I was going to give it mm-hmm. Because it's just the original but better <laughs> In my opinion.
0: <laughs> um, do you recommend it, though?
1: Do I recommend it? I think I recommend it for stoners and uh, for peewee fans. I think if you watched this while you were high, you would have a fucking great time.
0: I'm pretty sure that's a lot of reasons why some of my family members really like this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I was just thinking? I was thinking about getting merch and stuff and like owning the cherry chair. Um, but you know what I was thinking? <sighs> I'm terrified of that fucking chair. I would not sit in that chair.
0: (laughs) You didn't like the song and dance number with the chair?
1: I like all that, but can you imagine in real life a talking chair? I would not sit in it.
0: I'd be afraid to fart on it.
1: I'd be afraid to be near it. I would not want anything to do with that.
0: Okay, so the Lonely Island a few years ago did a bit with Pee Wee Herman getting drunk with Andy Samberg. Okay. Um, And then they do uh, intervention with all... The SNL people, and then all of Pee Wee's friends too, and the um, Cherry is there, and Anderson Cooper tries to sit on it, and she screams, "Get the fuck off me!" And it is the funniest (laughs) thing on the planet.
1: You know, it's 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 that's going to be kind of ironic to like, uh, does is that like that was probably one of the last Pee Wee things to happen, and it's with SNL, which is where it all started, isn't it?
0: Well, he got denied from SNL yeah, yeah. so fair. then he
1: finally it's full circle he's back and now he's accepted by snl
0: yeah um respected loved and adored um yeah um this was a broadway show we didn't do a previews they thought it was fine i feel like our conversation was more interesting than listening to like what fucking reviewers had to say yeah um you know what
1: uh just one one thought though and mm-hmm. it's kind of a sad note but is Pee Wee herman kind of dead as well I know Paul Rubens and Pee Wee Herman are different people and he made that clear, but who's who the fuck else could play Pee Wee Herman? There's so, nobody.
0: So a few years ago, more recently, like on a talk show circuit, he <clears throat> was very open, like, I know I'm getting older, I know all this, and apparently he knew he was dying of cancer for the last six years and didn't tell anyone. Um, but he did say like, You know, with technology out there, I don't think Pee-Wee has to go with me when I go. I feel like it is one of those things that could live on, either in animated form or any of this. I've left a lot, but I feel like a lot can be made, and I don't really want to gatekeep it, so feel free to use him as you like um, when I'm not here. And he did personally try to recast Pee-Wee several times over his life, um, including he wanted to bring Tim Burton back and. Do another Pee Wee film and even suggested Johnny Depp play Pee Wee for that. Don't do that. Because he was in I, that, I, ju- that period. I do strongly disagree with that choice. I agree. I don't like it either, but I, I could see it working if it was the mid 2000s, but I don't really want it. Um, the best thing I could say is like an animated show, kind of like, you know, that Bean show, that Mr. Bean animated show. I feel like Pee Wee Herman yeah. would serve itself a lot better toward that.
1: Pee Wee Herman is a. A a Mr. Bean esque character. Mm-hmm. So um
0: so I think using like a lot of the recorded lines of Paul Rubens, you could make some fun animated pieces with Pee Wee Herman and keep it alive the way that Paul Rubens wants to. But I think that would probably be the most you could probably do.
1: Yeah. <coughs> Just yeah, Pee Wee, I don't think you can really replace him. Uh I think recasting would be very, very difficult. Uh, yeah, in a, in a way, Paul Rubens was Pee Wee, even if he didn't want to be.
0: <laughs> and I I never think that he ever ran away from Pee Wee. I think he just kind of didn't want to taint it with his faults.
1: Because he, yeah, was- no, I, I understand. I'm not saying that he didn't want to be associated with the character. I'm saying like mm-hmm. he didn't want to be one to one with the character. But I think in a way, he still was. Just because I don't think anyone could ever replace him.
0: <laughs> no, um, but. My cheese rating ah, um, is a cheese ah, sandwich because that was the snack he tried to get um, in Big Top Pee Wee and got yelled at by an old man. <laughs> and you know what? I'm pretty convinced that's what we're going to be doing on Patreon because it is the saddest sandwich I've ever seen made by a human being. <laughs> like it is like a sliver of cheese between two giant pieces of bread. <laughs> um but yeah you know who else definitely likes being between two pieces of bread our patrons you got it thank you guys for fun. oh god I forgot oh god <laughs> oh no you're gonna have
1: to just you're gonna have to just- somehow shorten it, you know?
0: Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, at musicals with cheese. Ah! But we're on Twitter at cheesy musicals. Ah! Patreon musicals with cheese. Ah! Instagram musicals with cheese. Ah! YouTube page musicals with cheese. Ah! Patreon only podcast. Patreon with cheese. Ah! Email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our keeper of the Jews is Juliet Antonio. This show is edited by the one and only Andrew DeWolf. uh, Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform. All right, Andrew, is there anything else you have left to say?
1: I just want to point out that Jess has two episodes in a row committed to the bit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I think we can all appreciate that.
0: Hey, guys. It was a lot of fun and we learned a lot about the dangers of masturbating in a porn theater, haven't we? So when you get your mugshot taken, remember to smile and say, cheese. <laughs>